Let's talk about how selfies remove your credibility and attract clients who may not be ready for high ticket. I am Ajanis, and this is Metaphysics of Photography. Welcome to Metaphysics of Photography Podcast, where we discuss elevated personal branding for mystical misfits and rock stars, as in crystals. I am Adanis, also known as Ultra, your host, and let's get started. Now, let's talk about this whole concept of selfies because I know that I will have lots of people in the world, in my world, that would complete disagree. These are people who've made their millions of dollars um, without professional branding per se, without professional photography. Now, I say the term per se because a brand is not just about logos and hashtags and colors and things like that. A brand is everything, is the experience, it's everything that you create for a business. So nonetheless, you could have a brand without a defined logo or with a logo that changes and evolves. Um, that could be part of the brand. Um, so let's talk about um, applying this concept because it's my perspective, but of course, right? Like I may, buy it, my, may be a little biased. I am a photographer. So um, I'm speaking as to how I, I feel about this and I'll give you my perspective on why I think this is important um, and why so many people may be out there in the world that say that it's, it's not needed, not necessary, um, yet it is kind of like the cherry on top. Okay, so the topic in hand is how selfies indeed, like, you know, these do-it-yourself type of brands, it actually, there's something that happens with a selfie that sometimes it builds rapport, but it could remove credibility. So what I'm talking about, um, selfies and professional branding photos, they're not mutually exclusive. I'm saying you need the selfies and you need the branding photos. Most people just go one way, especially um, early in the career, um, or their business when that's all they can do. They can just have selfies or, or do their friends do their photo shoots and things like this. But we're talking about taking a magical, mystical brand and bringing it a little bit into a high ticket space or maybe even a luxury space, even a space that we may call mainstream, right? From like the esoteric and obscure into this place where it is out there in the open. Um, and it's treated as normal and regular. And thank God for the law of attractions and the books and the movies like The Secret, who actually took all that esoteric and weird and mystical stuff and brought it to light. And there's a degree of normalcy now when people are like, I'm manifesting my dream board. It's not like, what is that? Most people know what it is. And it's in your the personal development space or spiritual development space, like, that's probably where you started, <clears throat> you know, if you're a millennial. Um, if you're a little bit of my age, you might have started with um, personal development audio tapes or CDs that you bought and played in your car, um, books, things like that. All right. So I wanted to bring this topic about how selfies um, remove credibility 
from um, a few angles. Um, and as a result, right, when they re it removes credibility, as a result, it may draw people to you um, and clients who are not ready for high ticket. And what I mean by high ticket, not it's not just the higher price, but also maybe the higher commitment as far as maybe the work is not necessarily harder or more complicated than what people already do, but then there's a higher standard, right? Like a commitment, like maybe even um, like daily non-negotiables, just like a higher quality type of investment that includes finances and time. There is people out there in the world that can afford high ticket stuff and still not be committed to it, right? And there are people in the world that could be very committed and not be able to afford something, right? And then your juicy like best case scenario is to find the people who can afford it and are going to do the work, right? And that's a magic sauce. Um, so I believe that selfies remove credibility for a number of reasons. And this is not just my opinion. These have been, there's been many studies conducted um, around these topics and around branding and um, perception, you know, how long it takes for a brand to create like what we call like that first impression, right? 50 milliseconds. I don't know what that really is, but it's super fast. It's idea of your branding, your colors, your um, just a business identity to how how it's perceived in that first engagement, in that first moment that someone becomes aware of your mystical superpowers, right? Because let's talk about the type of business that I'm talking to and about and is magical, mystical businesses, um, people who consider themselves light workers, um, maybe even shadow workers, um, spiritual coaches, teachers, healers, psychics, mystics, um, oracles, mediums, uh, divination, readers, telekinesis. Okay, you, you guys get it, right? Okay. Um, so I want to address the idea that I believe it removes credibility. Um, now, what I think that selfies and bringing people into your real life and what it looks like builds trust doesn't necessarily build credibility, right? It, it could feel like that because they're connected. People need to trust you. Um, and, and sometimes they trust you because you're credible, right? Just by adding a DR and a period in front of somebody's name, there's this immediate perception that this person may know what they're talking about. Dr. So-and-so is here to talk to us about blah, blah, blah. Like there's this inherent perception that we get from different titles and different um, ways that we see the world and see people. <clears throat> so a selfie, I would first want to speak to a selfie as to the value that they may be there for a personal brand, right? Um, it brings people into the fact that you're a real person. You may even look not so perfect in your selfie, right? Um, and all that stuff. And so it brings that re relatability and brings that trust. But it doesn't necessarily mean that people believe that you're a credible service provider, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to give you ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 for a transformation, for an experience. That means that they like you as a person. That is an important part. <clears throat> but if you have a business, if you're a mystical brand, you didn't do it just 
to get liked and have friends and find a community, you also committed yourself to making a living from this thing, meaning you've decided that this is how you funnel money into your life, how you funnel resources into your existence, into your life, through something that you're passionate about, so something that you're um, naturally um, inclined to do, your, your natural God-given talent and genius, your supernatural abilities, right? I really want to speak to the supernatural businesses out there because I think that it's time for the mystics of the world to be known. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the musicians and, and artists and creatives and, um, you know, educators and all these things, they get known for doing something. And there's very rare these... Um, these famous psychics and mystics, right? One being um, a whole series that was created called Medium. And it was actually based on a real medium that helped the police department to find um, criminals who've committed crimes. Kind of gruesome, right? That you have, you know, these um, precognitive um, communication with tragic things, but how helpful that you can utilize that gift for something beneficial to help the world, to help humanity. There's also um, Long Island Medium that I love. And and, um, what I think is interesting about the show Medium is that, and what I really like and respect is that they present her totally as like the most normal person in the world, right? She's not like in some woods in a cabin thinking like I'm a witch and I'm you know learning all the things and it wasn't they didn't make it like a fantasy like a story they didn't make it like weird and hokey she's like a totally normal person a mom a wife with a job that also happens to talk to dead people right I like the fact that they just brought it into this like normal range which also how it's not normal. It's like not everybody's talking to dead people. Not everybody can can foresee these things and dream about these things and have these experiences. But this is also a very normal person who just happens to be a wife and a mom and a psychic, right? And so I really always loved that angle about that show as well as the Long Island medium because she was more for me of of a personality, like a kooky character, and um, with her big hair and her nails, um, how I love how she added and contributed to this this reality TV part, also like the psychic part, um, also like the stardom. And she became like probably maybe one of the most well-known psychics, right? And, um, the Long Island medium, whatever. The whole idea is that these two shows for me have brought brought these concept from like the Hansel and Gretel witch in the in the woods that's trying to trick and eat people um, and it's ugly and, and decrepit into like these are regular moms who have to clean and cook and do all the things and get their nails done and, and do all the things and have this precognitive um, intuitive gift and have these supernatural abilities and can tell the future can see the past can talk to that people can talk to spirit and so while I love to create photography and branding that is like mysterious and has like this little bit of Harry Potter, like, you know, vibe to it. um, I also like it to feel like these are women who are just walking around a very normal thing and taken out of this obscure and weird world into like 
they're like your mom, literally, and your mom, your dad, your um, uncles, your aunts, you like all these people are potentially walking around with these supernatural ability abilities, and they don't have to look like a character. They don't have to be under, you know, some cloaked and talking in this very poetic way. They could just be the most fucking regular people in the world, or at least be perceived at that as that. And have these supernatural abilities. And I think my job, part of my work here, is to um, bring that into the mainstream and just just make it like the most beautiful, powerful thing to highlight. You create a business from your supernatural powers, yet you don't need to be weird and hokey. Now, you do get to have some fun with your personal branding. Um, and you could have yourself flying in the sky if that is how you want your brand to be perceived. Okay, so selfies, while they create connection and there's a place and room for it, like your social media, selfies don't belong in your website, right? You want your website to be something that when people people go to your website, it's a really important part of seeing you as a true professional and knowing like you become part of like a professional network the moment that you have a website and people can refer you and can look at it and learn about you it's like literally your website is your storefront right and at some point let's say that you are a psychic doing readings at home and eventually you want to open a storefront you can do do that in a digital sense you can go from like being in little communities and doing things like Facebook Lives. And eventually, you want to move into being in a, like a fully professional level with a website, with, you know, automation, with all this stuff. And why? The reason is because to bring the magic, the sorcery, and the stuff from the obscure and esoteric and look at something negative like Wiccan and Pagan, to bring it from the obscure into the mainstream, right? There is a combination of being true to ourselves, but also being open enough and like available enough so the mainstream is not running away like, ah, the devil, right? Like you don't want to put like the 666 across your forehead and just be like, it actually is an angel number because you know that people in the mainstream not going to really get that, not going to understand it. They're going to think something negative because of movies and religion and all these things. So your job is to be wise, to be strategic, right? Not to just be sloppy and, and just be like, well, this is who I am, take it or leave it. Okay, that's true. This is who you are, take it or leave it. But if you're trying to build a business with a bunch of strangers that don't know who you are, in order for them to get to know you, you have to let them in. Right. And sometimes when people are just like, this is who I am, fuck it. There is a shutting off. There is they, they, they think that they sound like I don't care, but they're actually sounding more like protective. Like if you don't like me, then you don't you don't have to talk to me. I don't care about you because there's a fear. Right. Like the energy behind it is not one of I actually don't care. It's one of like I'm not going to want to care. I don't want to care, but I do, obviously. OK. So the difference between a selfie and um, a professional branded image, it, it's, it's the fact that the, a, a branded image comes with this credibility, right? Like I've already said, when you have a PhD and you say you're, you call yourself a doctor, no matter who's hearing that, 
there's this innate authority behind that word doctor. And when somebody goes, oh, this is Mrs. Janice Morero versus this is Dr. Janice Morero, you just feel, it feels different. There's a power, there's an authority that's, that comes with that word doctor, right? That's like the difference to me between a, a, a beautiful selfie, you know, and a beautiful branded image, right? Besides all the things that talk about like, the intention behind that branded image. It's an, besides the fact that it's so powerful because of all the intentions, but the fact that you invested, all investments grow, all seeds planted will germinate eventually. Let's tell you, let's talk about the seeds because sometimes people expect your, your, your seeds to germinate immediately. Now, I recently started gardening and I really kind of love it. But I learned so much. Even in just like a, a couple of days, I bought all these seeds and I was like, I'm going to plant these seeds. And then you learned that some seeds have to go through a cold stratification. You may not know what that is because I did not know what that was. And it's this process where you have to put the, the seed in, the, in a cold weather, whether it's outside in your real life or in um, your fridge for a few months, for eight weeks. I was like, so it's not an instant gratification type of thing. So it teaches you patience and it helps you understand how nature works. But here's the thing that I want to explain. I always use the concept of seeds to help people understand the process of manifestation. You plant the seed, you nurture the seed, but there's parts that you don't have to do. Once you plant it, once you make sure it's watered, the soil is doing what it does. The seed is doing what it does. And it may very well look like nothing's going on because we don't see the tree and the fruits yet but there's plenty of stuff going on right and so what I learned through gardening is that some seeds need to go through cold stratification meaning they have to be into into a cold environment below certain degrees for the seed to be activated so when the temperature changes when the environment changes that seed goes oh it's go time it's time to grow But some seeds will not grow without the cold stratification. And you're just like, but why? Because it is how that seed is programmed to take care of itself, to nurture itself. So for those two months that it's under the soil where it's like cold and slightly humid, but not damp and not warm enough to like actually grow. It's actually, there's a lot of things going on within the seed getting prepared. So when it does sprout and grow, it will do it in the right season right? The season of spring. So then there's plenty of sun. There's plenty of rain for it to grow. I learned that if you, if a seed um, that is supposed to go through this cold stratification, if it doesn't go through it, let's say that it falls on the ground in the dead of winter and it starts to grow, it will die. Why? There isn't enough sun. There isn't enough nourishment in the, in the soil. It is not warm enough. There isn't enough rain for it to survive. So the seed itself is coated to know when to spring forth. So guess what happens? I'm wanting to grow some fucking magnolia trees and it needs to go through two months stratification and then I have to do this, this and that and the other. And I won't see that motherfucking tree for two to five years. Is it worth it for me to do that? Well, I want fucking magnolias. So you have to know that your seed, the work that you have to put into it, what you have to do towards that, it goes in direct connection to the type of seed that, that, that it is and the result that you want in the end. I don't want just a little plant. I want a tree full of magnolias that are lined at the edge of the fence of my yard. And so when I walk through my yard, I can smell 
the aroma of the magnolias opening in the spring. I want my grandchildren, which by the way, I don't have any. I'm talking about my future, why these seeds are worthwhile for me to plant and why they matter and that there is a process to it, right? So with a selfie, if you understand what it's supposed to do, the thing about being a mystical business is the intentionality of everything that we do. Everything needs to be intentional and coded for, for you, for how you grow, what feels good for you, your cold stratification, your germination uh, period and process, it will look different than anybody else's. So while selfies can generate a lot of like rapport, like, oh, she's like me. Oh, we have kids. Oh, we liked the same donuts. Oh, there's a lot of rapport being built. It does not mean that you believe that person can help you transform your life. These are, this is where the branding photos come in. When you see a completely branded photo, you could see the selfie and then you recognize the selfie as like, wow, this is a real person. Then you see the branded photos and you go like, holy fuck, this is a credible person. This person must know what they're doing. They must have, they must have nailed down the transformation that they provide. They know what they're doing. The investment in their photos, one, lets me know, lets me, lets me believe and understand that they're serious about their business, that they're in the, this evolution of growth, that they're investing Everybody knows branding photography is expensive, that they're investing in their business because they're moving it from this um, perceived esoteric little nook in the corner, crystal ball, which to this is a proper brand. Is it a mystical brand? Is it a supernatural brand? Yes, but a brand indeed that actually deserves visibility because it's a brand that is from the heart. That it's a brand that, that is intended to bring humanity into a higher level of frequency, into an expanded, you know, God mind evolution um, to create purpose and power and beauty in the world. Your mystical brand should be more successful than someone who's utilizing you know, unethical tactics to create wealth. Your supernatural brand should and deserves visibility and credibility and beautiful images, right? We should not, as mystics, we should not settle for just $77 readings, even though that's a good starting place, right? We should move. We should be moving into higher echelons of luxury and power. Let's talk about Solomon in the Bible. Solomon in the Bible created this temple for God made of gold and rubies and emeralds. And people brought money and wealth to him to hear his wisdom. Wisdom that came from God. He asked to be the wisest man in the world. Ask and it shall be given unto you. And a funny thing that I want to start to talk about and introduce is the concept of luxury as being sacred and divine, where it, it shifted. Luxury back in the day was a church thing, was a spiritual game. It was about creating, <clears throat> I think in the Bible, they created a lamb from all the gold and all the jewelry and praised this lamb. Granted, it's not a good story, but it's a story of um, how... We use precious metals and stones um, 
And because there's frequency in these things, right? And because they're beautiful, they elevate your frequency. So these are the things that were utilized in temples. So if the, let's say just for example, if emeralds have a certain um, metaphysical benefit inside freak, uh, frequency wise and, um, you know, healing, healing energetically wise, if emeralds have this power to heal, then the ancients knew to put emeralds in the temples meant that people will walk in these temples and automatically acclimate to this healing frequency. They put gold because gold is a conduit, right? They put brass and all these precious metals that are conduits. There's many um, cultures that you got to take off your, your shoes when you go to the house and you go to the temple. Then you may think like, oh, it's just tradition. But it's because there's certain receptors at the bottom of our feet and the metals and the marble and the contact directly with the ground and the earth has a certain benefit to the human. And so you didn't go into the temple just to pray and ask for things. You went to get calibrated to the frequency of the gold and the emeralds and the pearls and the luxury that was there. Luxury, my friends, was a God's game. If you, if you look at um, all the Greek and Roman mythology, all their temples made of pure marble. Like, what the fuck? Right? Just the most precious elements that they can find dedicated to their gods there's a reason these things are conduits to higher frequency to higher um, levels of vibrations and so sometimes and when we kind of have gotten that separation we've forgotten that that luxury started in religion in temples in spirituality in calibrating humans to higher power. That's where it started. Now it feels like, you know, coats and Prada and da 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 and all these bags. It's just like a retail. It's, it's, a, it's, it's adorning yourself. Like, look at me. I can afford these things and I feel pretty and these things make me feel better. But I guarantee you pearls and diamonds and rubies and emeralds and all these things have frequencies. That's why they're so hardly regarded. We don't know. Right? That the reason we love diamonds, there's this perception that, oh, it scares and they're this and that. But we love diamonds because the frequency, we're attracted to the frequencies that heal us naturally. And we can make a million excuses as to why we're attracted to them. But the reality is that if we're attracted to them, there is some type of metaphysical benefit that we may not be aware of, besides the fact that it looks pretty on the hand, right? Okay. <clears throat> I kind of went on a tangent there, but let's talk about um, the power of credibility. Credibility means that someone's willing to give you their money. Now, when you trust someone with their, you trust them in the sense that like, I believe that you are who you are. That still doesn't mean that you are handing over money. You're handing over money to people who can facilitate a transformation or could provide a service, could provide an experience. That's where your perception of exchanging money stuff comes in, right? And so you can build trust through being on social media, but you build credibility through having a creative and powerful visual marketing strategy. And I, and I emphasize the word visual because we're talking about 
um, your sigils, your codes, your symbols, right? To an esoteric, to a mystical brand, they're more than just a pretty triangle. It's the element of air. It's the element. It's the elements, right? The the four elements. It's more than a circle. Is completion. It's more than the figure eight. Is infinity. All these things have a lot of importance and meanings. If your brand is of that esoteric nature. Now, it is important in other branding, period, right? But I'm speaking to people who may still feel like I can, you know, I can make millions of dollars through a selfie. Like, of course you can. But why would you stay there? If you can afford, if you have made millions of dollars through a selfie, that means you can actually afford a proper photo shoot where you can graduate your brand from like a do-it-yourself vibe to like a proper luxury, high ticket, high value, like something of deep value something that you love right let's think about being parents most of us who are parents they want to be we want to be um successful so we can provide our children the best and uh, most beautiful experience that we can provide for them right the best and most beautiful experience we can provide for them so we need to nurture our businesses in the same way what is the best possible experience that you can provide your business you as being the creator of your business being the the end all be all of your business right and if your business was your child or your lover or a partner in this life and not just like your thing but like its own thing its own entity that partners up with you what you are drawn to is drawn back to you right so instead of thinking i created this business this business existed and you guys drew each other. You guys were coded perfectly to find each other. Why wouldn't you like treat your, your brand, your lover, your business, your child to an epic photo shoot that is, you know, transformative is sometimes just plain ignorance. Um, have you ever taken your child to, to like a proper photo shoot or with a proper photographer? And just deliver the most beautiful pictures in the world. Or have you even taken a photo of your child with your phone that is just like, dude, this looks professional. Like, I literally can print this and put it up in my wall. Just yesterday, my daughter, she's 23, took a picture of her brother, my other son. He's six while he did his karate class. And she was like, he's so cute. Oh, my God. He ended up sending, she ended up sending it to people because the picture was so cute. Now, that's not a professional photo. But what I'm saying is photos have so much power because they're emotive in nature. You can put so much emotion into it. And a photo has more words, vibration, codes in it than any word can ever have. It's more impactful. It transcends languages. It transcends cultures. If you see a picture of an old person crying, every single person in the world is going to have a reaction to that, whether you know why that person is crying because they're happy or they're sad. They, it's, it's, it draws and not emotive photography naturally draws what we are here to do which is to feel something to feel our own power and to feel our own um, vulnerabilities and weakness we're here just to feel and stretch in all types of directions and so another potential thing that happens as a result of maybe only working with selfies and it's okay to do it initially right but just just putting concepts in your mind that you can contemplate and think about um it actually because it doesn't always come across as the most credible like an expert right because it, automatically people are like well if you're rich already if you're credible already you could afford branding photography because look at all these other brands that have um 
beautiful branding. Beautiful branding is responsible for a lot of trust and credibility. And, and it goes, it taps into your subconscious. So if you want to try to explain it to someone and it's like, it's because it's pretty and because people trust. And like, there's one simple way to, to just kind of like narrow it down. It's psychological in nature. And psychology doesn't have to make sense, right? Why people drink Coca-Cola, it's not because it's good for you. It's not because it's healthy. And it might not even be, it may not even taste that good. Some people who don't drink soda taste and they're like, ah, this is too sweet or I don't like it, right? Right, there's so much more that goes into that because of who we believe we are and the experience and what it means for us to have certain experiences. Um, and f- photography is really powerful in the sense that our eye goes to meaning. Now, let me t- talk about a little bit about the distinction between video and photography, because when it comes to marketing, people will be like, My- video is the most effective marketing. It is to a degree in the sense that video built on the fastest connection. Personal one-on-one connection is the fastest way to ever get a client. When someone feels heard, loved, seen versus like millions of people, when you just like and you feel that's why they always say that when you're doing videos talk like you're talking to one person you want to create you're, you're facilitating this idea this illusion that you're having a one-on-one conversation with one person right you know you're talking to a bunch of people but that person receives that information at a subconscious level like oh wow they're talking straight to me even though you know millions of people are going to watch a video or see the video that they're not talking straight to you it's just something that happens at the sub- subconscious level it's a reaction that we have because we are meant to respond to emotions in a certain type of way we're emotional beings and so how <clears throat> getting back to the topic how does a selfie right while well, it creates credit why it creates trust like i like that person it creates rapport it may not convert is because it gives this idea of i am not financially able to do this yet right and if you think you are financially able to do this yet then you spend a whole lot of time as a marketer um kind of convincing people that you don't need professional websites and professional things right you spend a lot of time convincing people that that's the the right thing right when it's just proven right there's so many studies out there that images matter that branding matters that is highly important that it's something that gets neglected right but it's a really really important part of your business strategy your creative visual strategy is as important as the service that you provide. Um, because if you can't sell it, if nobody knows what you do for them. If you can't, I mean, ah, there are many geniuses that never get the experience to be known. They, the, the genius, whatever they could have contributed dies with them. I believe that every single person of us in the world is unique so unique that every single person it's not like there's some people that believe that there's a great idea and if you don't act on it that guy will give it to somebody else i don't think that's true a hundred percent i think that there's a variation of that but i think that what you're here to do is so unique that nobody else can do it and you you need to know that because that will stop any comparison like you don't even need to compare anymore there could be a thousand million hundred billion personal branding photographers and i know and i sit here fully confident that i know that i am the only one that could do it in a certain type of way and that all those hundred million thousand photographers can't do it the way that i do it you know why because if that were so i wouldn't be here 
my perspective is that important that even though there's a hundred million thousand other personal brand photographers that are spiritual mystical in nature that my perspective what I came here to do was so needed so important that I came about I am the answer to something right okay so um what actually converts clients is your your essentially your credibility and your credibility credibility is tied to someone believing that you can help them transform now I can believe you that you can transform yourself there's millions of not millions but like at least hundreds of online um, people that I admire that I'm just like I totally believe that you did this I believe that you you know you went from homeless to millionaire I believe that you went from homeless to billionaire that's a, a better story I've bought the books. I believe the stories. I do the certifications. I trust. I believe that you did it. But can I believe that I can do any of those things? If I did, then I would be writing those books, right? So we need those things to help us feel like that there's this is a possibility. Someone did it, then I could do it too. But the idea that you get to do it your own way, it has to be done your way. Because the way that he did it's already been done. The way she's done it's already been done. And you're here to bring in a completely new and different perspective. So you can hang on to that. Whether you're a tarot card reader, there's hundreds of thousands of them. You can hang on to the idea that how you do it has to be different than anybody else. Whether you realize how that is or not yet. Because if it wasn't that you're contributing to this, you wouldn't even be attracted to doing it right? You are definitely here to contribute towards um, what it is that you're here to do, even if the niche feels saturated or whatever. Um, So converting into clients comes with a combination of credibility and trust, right? But I trust that you say that you are who you are. And I also trust that you can bring me through that transformation that you can help me get to where you are because it, because I believe your credibility, Because when I see a photo of you that's branded, I know that your work is serious to you and that you have enough financial success to invest in yourself and to invest in the things that matter. Now, if you have a brand who, let's say you're a copywriter um, and you are not, like obviously you need to kind of shit on photography so you can make the copy seem like the most vital and important part. Like I get that, right? But there's psychology and and I'm not fighting psychology here um from all the senses that we have the eye is king right that they, it takes 50 milliseconds for you to look at a photo right it does it takes longer than that in a video because in a video by the time someone like hi my name is so and so today we're going to talk about this that's already been seconds a photo is way faster than that, 50 milliseconds. If anything, let's quantify it to something that makes a little bit more sense. It's three seconds. It's three seconds for a person to decide, I will buy this from this person. This person's credible. This person can help me. I like who they are. I like what, what they stand for. I know what they do. In one photo, imagine, in one photo, you can tell someone what you're good at, your superpower, the type of person that you are, your values, what you think is beautiful, right? the, how you feel, how much you've grown, your people, your tribe, your community, like all that stuff coded into one photo. Not one paragraph, not one post, not one story, one photo. 
immense amount of power. And, and that's just my perspective, right? This is how I feel about it. Um, so another thing that I've seen, and then we'll close it up with this, is that using a lot of selfies, it creates this, um, what they call sticker shock, which means you create all this like, um, with this, with the website, the branding, a little bit on like the do it yourself side. And a lot of people may not care. That's cool. Right. Sometimes I don't care. Um, a lot of times I don't care, but I'm also seeing the, the ticket compared to what you've brought to the table. So for example, maybe you do it yourself and you sell a program that is for $500 and that feels fine. It feels amazing. But if you're doing all your branding yourself, all your photos yourself, all your stuff yourself, and, and say, um, this is from the mindset that you're not a graphic designer. If you're a graphic designer, then obviously you want yourself to be doing it. But um, you start doing all this yourself and then you're charging $50,000 for your service, it's just not congruent. There's something that just feels off about it, right? Okay, so this is what I see with people and, and they've come to me, which is like, I most of the people that come to me, they come to me in their stage where they're like really wanting to scale. Either they're going from like six figures, like 100K to multiple and upper multiple six figures or they're really trying to break into that first million dollar year or 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 they're taking their business from like pretty and polished like they may have their logos they may have their products they may have their stuff like that seems like put together but they haven't made a profit and they're this is like their breakout year where I like look I have the right like I have the credentials, I have the artwork, I have the the website, I have everything and I'm going to like I'm going to go all in. Right? And they get this photo shoot and it it kind of jump starts their themselves into seeing themselves <clears throat> credible too. Like it works both for the, for your audience and for yourself. Nonetheless, um what I've seen a lot is that people they start to do like personal development, they start to get the itch, um, their prices are starting to go up and it's, they start to feel like I need to clean up my branding, I need to um, get um, professional images done. There is that perception that when they do it, they will also be seen, you know, as high caliber. So there's the perception of other people seeing your work and seeing you as professional, but yourself, you, you matter, like you count in this, in this scenario. And I've seen it where some people like don't take that step um, soon enough and they're still working with the selfies. But when it comes to providing like a high, high level delivery, um, it feels like they are unable to because there's this perception that they can't afford it. And, <clears throat> and that may just be me. When I see a brand that tells me, um, so for example, there's, there's a brand out there that I've seen that it's like, your million dollar breakthrough, something like that. And, and she's talking about your million dollar brand. And because I know this person on a personal level, we have conversations about like, hey, what's your next move? What are you doing? Right? Um, we find ourselves in the same mastermind. And, you know, she's like, I can't do these things that I want to do because I can't afford it. And in my head, I'm just like, well, you're telling people that you know how to make a million dollar breakthrough. Where's your own breakthrough? And that's, I think that's a key that's really missing in the industry. And I actually did it myself too. So I'm not sitting here and saying that um, I don't 
try to run before I can walk, but I, we've all done it. And then I think we all fall into the realization like, hey, I better be about it. I better go through like a deep embodiment process before I attempt to, um, you know, teach this to other people because what your, your words are not teaching your energy is. So I find that some of my clients come to me to get branded photos because they have so many selfies and people, they get a lot of likes, <clears throat> they get a, a lot of, you know, um, engagement, but they're not converting. They're not, the people are not making that switch or they're selling like really low end stuff, $5 readings and things like that. And they're ready to, to scale because scaling means that your internal growth is having an external impact. Like you can't be working on your personal development internally and not have an external change. It's one in the same, right? Okay. So the sticker shock. So with, with using a lot of like do-it-yourself and all this stuff, once you're trying to charge more, there is an expectation for more professionalism, at least for me. So if I go to someone who has a bunch of selfies, no professional logo, no professional nothing, no, te- no testimonials, right? But I feel good about like, hey, there, I feel like there's something here for me. And then I see like a $10,000 sticker like, oh, okay, no. Immediately, there's something triggering about that for me. But if you have beautiful logos, beautiful branding images, you treat your business like it's your sacred divine luxury temple. And I see a $10,000 stick and I'm like, yeah, duh, of course, makes sense. It's congruent, right? And sometimes people don't know that you have like a do-it-yourself business and then you have like a, I'm a, I'm a luxury expert ticket on it and they can't turn that over like people will not make that jump so there's like the spiritual and there's the practical and of course none of the practical works without the spiritual and you will feel that when you do the spiritual work you will naturally want to implement these things you're just like you know what i need to upscale my brand because i'm ready to move these prices i'm ready to into into my next level i'm ready to serve at a higher um at a higher echelon let's say i'm ready for clients that feel even juicier and, and more fun and more expanded i'm ready for all that and so then they make this decision to embody themselves and empower themselves through um through this i think very important step and more important i think if you are a mystical brand if you're a mystical witch or whatever more important because your work your work is so needed it is so important it's like healing humanity right and we need healing more than we need a new phone we need healing and support we need your work we need your sacred work to be embodied so then you can teach it and multiply it and bring it out into fruition so that it's not just something that you benefit from that the entire world entire universe benefits from what you're doing and who you are becoming Okay, last but not least, when you start to get professional branding done, professional brand, personal branding images on a regular basis, and I recommend that you do it once a year at that, um, but I have this really juicy, like, I can't believe it's not butter type of um, offer where you can have four to five shoots a year through this membership. Um, if you want to know more information about that, go on my website at janice.com or find me on Facebook at, at 
facebook.com slash Morero and just hit me up. I'm a real person. So just say, hey, I'm interested in that membership because right now I have um, becoming, you can become um, a brand ambassador. <gasps> super, super fun to be part of my brand, brand ambassador program. Um, and you can also, you know, just hire me to do your branding. Um, and you can take advantage of some of the things that are in the pipeline. There's a program that I, I think I'm going to call um, Barter, Barter Vixen. I can't say that word that, that, that well, Barter. Barter Vixen. And it's going to be um, a networking community where people can pay for each other's programs with each other's programs. Ooh, it's going to be so, so, so juicy. So uh, an example of that would be you want to spend, you, you want to invest in a in a personal branding shoot it's time you're ready to do it and you want me to do it for you and for some reason or the other either you don't have financial way or we come to an agreement you're like you know I have the money but I also have this like maybe, maybe they have maybe you have a something I really really want and then we can actually barter and I'll talk more about that in the coming weeks um what where I learned bartering from I learned it from a millionaire um, and how to effectively um, use bartering. Bartering, the way that most people do it, it's kind of like trading. But utilizing bartering um, with a millionaire's perspective and a business entrepreneurship perspective means you get all your services and keep your money. So we'll be talking more about bartering. It's a really, really fun topic for me. Um, and um, the sticker shock, just to close it, just to round this out. Um when your branding is beautiful, you'll have less people complaining about the cost to work in your programs, in your containers, because it will be apparent that you are about quality. It would be apparent that you're exclusive. It will be apparent that you are demonstrating abundance and growth through your business, right? However that looks like for you. And for a lot of people, it looks like increasing their prices and shifting into um, a different, you know, um, like maybe high ticket or luxury, um, a luxury business. And before I let you go, I want to tell you about, um, you know, working with me on your personal branding photography. Personal branding photography is like it's an obsession of mine because it really is all the things, all the genres that I love within photography and it meshes it up into one and it's everything that I love all in one. And I get to work with the magical, mystical women of the world that are my absolute favorite. I get to travel to you. You get to travel to me. However, we decide to do that. It's so much fun. Your personal branding photography should be one of the best things, most celebrated things that you do for your business and for yourself. And if you're interested in working with me in one of my photography containers, which which involves a little bit of coaching and consulting as well as the photography itself, um, find me again on my website, adonis.com. That brings us to the end of this episode. I hope that you have enjoyed it and learned something that can take you from diamond in the rough to crown jewel. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and this show, please rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to come back for our next juicy discussion, of course, about metaphysics, photography, 
and anything in between. Until then, you can find me shooting stars. Bon voyage!